Coming at you from New Jersey, the capital of misery, and the place where metal forgot to die. This is the Here Lives Metal Podcast, and the podcast that brings you history, culture, and everything metal. Once again, we are your hosts. I am Maledictus. I am Samanthar. And we shall still be your overlords for today and all of eternity. Welcome to this different show today. It's different from our usual format. So what are we doing today? Today we'll be discussing our recent venture to go to PsychoFest, oh, Psycho no. Las Vegas we 2021. Went a, we went to a concert. Oh, we no. went somewhere and we will review the fest and we will have a general discussion about the fest, what we liked, what we didn't like, and maybe a little discussion about uh, live music now in general and what we, how we feel about it having... At this point, this is our first big venture outside of the house since uh, the plague took over. a year, yeah, since we did a show, really. More yes. than that. If you didn't know, Psycho Las Vegas, they did have one pre-fresh show on Thursday. Was it the 19th yes. of August? Uh, but we didn't go there for that. We were just there for the main fest. Yes. Uh, Psycho Swim. I don't go to Psycho Swim because I can't swim. So, <laughs> so it would, I wouldn't be able <laughs> to do it. It was just because we weren't that hot on other band. didn't feel a reason to spend a whole other day, a whole other night in a hotel, a whole other ticket. But, you know, that's whatever. But we were there for the Friday to Saturday 2022 uh, main festival. Okay. Um, but as you're, everyone's aware, you know, uh, Psycho 2020 canceled. We've been holding on to these tickets since, I think, December 2019 to go to Psycho 2020. So they carried over to this year. Uh, main reason we bought those tickets was to see Merciful Fate, which, but they dropped off extremely early. Yes, when the site, when the basically when they rescheduled, Personal Fate was not on that list. Yes, anymore. when the original main 2021 lineup was announced, Merciful Fate was already gone. But even after that, there was a big cut of a lot of bands from the original lineup dropping. But and the lineup was still extremely volatile uh, after that. And I think we waited up until like two weeks before the festival that they released any sort of daily schedule, which is not normal yes, it takes a juicy done way <laughs> and even that. after that uh we had a lot of changes and a lot of shuffling uh for example uh for visa reasons uh emperor one of the headliners uh mayhem watain in migwa migwa <laughs> they had to drop off for visa reasons um oh, i think damn. it kind of at the very end uh the check band cult of fire did get in it did kind of seem like maybe if and I heard, I read somewhere that it was because they were very flexible. They were okay with waiting till the very last minute to hear if they could get in. Mm. Whereas maybe those other bands, you know, they couldn't put their lives on hold just to be like waiting to we see. We cannot if be they bothered could, with that. To play this one show in America. Uh, Call the Fire was like, yeah, we'll do it. Call the Fire was like, we'll we, go got tomorrow. Nothing, we got nothing else going on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we those were all the uh, the visa victims. Uh, we had some assorted health drop offs. Yeah, due to COVID, the Delta variant spreading so quickly, it was sure you know it's just likely some bands would have yes, gotten uh, hit. Hi hippie death cults. Uh, I believe they all got COVID because they had been touring ahead of the festival. Violence. I'm not sure what. Well, the thing with violence is he, um, uh, Sean Killian, recently kind of came down with COVID. He was actually hospitalized, but that was um, that was after Psycho that was announced. So supposedly, no one really knew why, but supposedly they were getting all like hoggy about it. Like supposedly someone saw something on their on their Facebook, you know, all kind of like anti-vax kind of shit. You, you think know? they were disinvited? I don't. Think no, so. no, I don't think they were disinvited. I think they just didn't. They're like, ah, oh, we're not doing this. And then the guy got COVID. Like I don't, that's that's as far as I know. I could be completely wrong, but I okay. think they're they're a little bit kind of you know. All right. Well. Yeah. Another casualty, health casualty, was Red Fang. I 
I don't think that was COVID though. Yeah, they, there was some kind of emergency. They, they didn't really get a, into it. Maybe more of a family emergency. Yeah, they didn't get into it. But. And the skull. Yes, unfortunately. And uh, you know, at that point, you know, the skull who had been touring with was it the obsessed? Yeah, it was or obsessed. Wino? Yeah, well, I think maybe it was just uh, Wino solo, or no, I think it was. I think it was the obsessed. The obsessed, yeah. Uh, you know, they were touring together and then announced that the skull pulled out of all dates. And then, you know, of course, later you kind of put two to get two together. It was obviously because Eric Wagner had COVID. Um, but so, yes, the skull pulled out and we have two also political pullouts. Uh, the first one, uh, Pinback. Yeah. Now, so Pinback uh, made, made an announcement on uh, one of the um, Psycho Facebook sites um, saying that because they were still on the list, apparently. And they were like, hey, by the way, even though we're on the list, we're not coming. And the reason we're not coming is because we don't like what's going on and we don't like how the safety is going. And yeah, basically they were basically they thought it was not safe enough. Which is, you know, well, there was no vaccine mandate. Yeah, which I don't blame them at all. For, I don't. I would so, not fault them. They were not at all for for doing that. And on the opposite, uh, yeah, you all you all know this one. We have Wino who, who pulled out at the very last minute. Uh, he was going to play, I think, an acoustic set for his solo stuff. Mm, exciting. Uh, at the prefest show. Yeah, he was. At <laughs> he West dramatically Slam. pulled out because of the mask mandate. Because he refuses to abide by a mask mandate that is mandated by the state of Nevada, and not even the festival, really. Yeah, which they're just you know, abiding by, you know, local ordinances. Yeah, and but. as we'll discuss, he would have been fine. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, and, and just mentioning that, um, you know, Wino kind of went on about that. You know, he he wrote this whole manifesto. It wasn't just like I'm not going because of that. He wrote like a like a five it, paragraph manifesto as to how it's a it's a population control thing and this and that and the other thing. And, um, and, and unfortunately, a few days later, we found out, um, uh, Eric Wagner of the skull and trouble died of, of that COVID. Um, so that you know, didn't really reflect kindly. I'm not saying it's Wino's fault, but it certainly didn't reflect kindly on him. Well, on his I'm event. sure he didn't help. Yeah, no, certainly not. Because, you know, he's on tour with him, probably spurging out every day going, I can't imagine. You know, and you know, Wino gets these, you know, so I tell you, Wino has convictions. Okay. Wino, um. He believes in what he believes. He's not interested in the money. Like we were talking, we were discussing earlier that like, there's probably like a lot of bands there that were like, ah, fuck this Max stuff. But you know what? They showed up anyway because they like making money. Why no? I bet you he does not liking make, like making money. He believes in what he believes. He does not give he a fuck. He does not care what happens yes. to him. Like someone like Danzig is known to be conservative. I'm sure Danzig doesn't like masks. However, Danzig likes money. I feel like Danzig also has like a personal uh, distaste for other people though. So that's true. I think he doesn't want people breathing on it. That's true. Anyway. Like that's a big step. I could totally picture I think, that. I bet he's fine with masks. I don't know. He's, he's, he's kind of, but I think Danzig's more of a normal conservative. He I also think. doesn't like being noticed in public. Yeah, he doesn't like cameras. I bet he loves masks. Maybe. Anyway. Well, just, just for his protection, not like, you know, the disease. So as you can guess, you know, this is all happening after the very, still very late uh, schedule reveal. Uh, so, you know, going into the actual fest itself, when the weekend arrived, uh, you know, the schedule had been changed a lot. There was a lot of uh, question mark, question mark, question mark bands. Yeah. Which, if you're familiar with Psycho in the past, that, that meant a, a good thing usually. A mystery act. Yeah, which is a good thing. That it's they a... would, you know, they would hint who it would be, mm -hmm. and you, you know, going into the weekend, you'd, you'd know who probably was. It made it if fun you, if you wanted to, you know, look up to it, or or you could maybe go in and, and have a mystery. Uh huh. Uh, and so, yeah, they just left these on the schedule. These question marks. Uh, but uh, did you catch any question mark bands? Uh, no, I didn't have time. But you know, I heard. <laughs> You know, um, that they played a lot, though, the question mark band. Yes. I couldn't ever get to one of those shows. I, you know, I was just, you know, my schedule was full there. But they did play a lot. I heard it was a very uh, subtle performance. It's kind of a, you, you might not even notice it was happening. It was very yeah. quiet. And 
It was pretty, uh, maybe a little art, arty. Yeah, they played a lot, a though. Performance art, maybe, in that. You wouldn't think anything was happening on the stage. Yes. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. They're, they're a pretty busy band, but okay. I didn't see them once. So weird. But, but, you know, obviously, you know, everyone kind of already figured out uh, well ahead of time. They were like, okay, those are probably just they're trying to fill those spots. And so you know, we, I, I, I went to the festival with a lot of hope that like, oh, I see some exciting new little small band I'd hope to see uh fill a slot there you know i was hoping they had a lot of bands on retainer or something but that was not the case nothing happened yeah. just empty sets like a lot of people are like oh the melvins are gonna show up just see but you know nothing yeah, like that happened. No. um yeah the thing is like a lot of bands just literally drop out the last minute and once that happens i think you're kind of shit but at the other end of the scale it's like they know how volatile this year is so yeah. i don't know if it was just really hard for them to get bands on retainer it's such an important festival though that it's like i feel like a lot of little bands would happy to be on sure. retainer for sure, psycho Drug so one like, in, yeah, sure. They you know, just drafted the, one. Like, there's lots of bands in L.A. They're not that far away. There's bands in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, think of all the bands they could have put in there. Like, think of all the bands you like that could have probably just stepped bands in. Bands in Denver. Yeah. Not, you know, play, not like, you know. Could have got a lot of thrash bands, a lot of metal bands, a lot of death metal bands. They could have just drawn. But it, it does seem like for all their replacement bands, they pretty much only pull from bands they had before. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I guess they just didn't want to have on retainer people they never work with. No. But uh, why not, you know? At the end of the day, we, it was just a fest that was not as many bands playing as normal. Yeah. Or, you got a little so. bit less this time. You got a little bit less. Seems like we didn't get our money's worth. Yeah. I, you know, I would I say so. Know. You know, it's it just having a festival in these conditions I mean, is just, you know, just a, a shit show anyway. And we'll get into that. But, um, so yeah, so why don't we talk about the bands? All right, um, try to get through this briefly because we did see a lot of bands day still. by day. I don't want to make it seem like nobody was there, there's quite a few bands mm -hmm. there. Okay, day one, we start out on main stage with uh, Twin Temple. Twin Temple, you know how they are, but they Twin got the main, they got the huge stage, it's kind of, yeah. felt kind of big for them. Yeah, I thought they pulled it off pretty well. If you don't know, Twin Temple is a doo-wop, a satanic doo-wop duo, although they certainly have a backing band. Yeah, they have a big band. They have a pretty big band. So, you know, it just sounds like standard doo-wop stuff, but they're up there going like Hail Satan. Uh, performing like the, little ceremonies and stuff. And wearing it's a little bit, costumes. It's a little bit cringy. I mean, yeah. It's like it's like a, like a teenager that just discovered Satanism. They're like, yes, I mean, I went Satan. back. I went back and forth on it. I was like, all right, this is kind of fun and cool. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's tongue-in-cheek, obviously. Yeah, I would assume but, so. <laughs> But, you know, it's a little bit like, okay, guys, okay, I get it. You know, I don't know. I'm too old for that, I guess. It kind of crossed the line into that. Uh, yeah, it's like, It's eh, a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, okay, guys. Uh, it's like, all right, it's getting a little okay, thin. Okay, I get but it. I understand why people like them. And it was uh, it was fine music to sit through. It was perform well. It was a good sound. Uh, main stage had great sound the whole yeah, set. Yeah, no uh, problems with the main stage this time. Um, at, th at this point, very early in the fest, I was confused because I thought Knocked Loose was next, but instead Mutoid Man. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. You know, there were certain, certain schedule changes. On, I don't know. At the last that minute. might have been my mistake. So we kind of wandered around a little bit after that. We we caught uh, Death Chant, who we weren't even playing to see in the lounge. It was a fun, uh, thin, lizzy kind of hard rock, hard rock and fun time. Yeah, I, f I feel like there were a lot more louder bands in the lounge this time. They were loud, yeah. They were a lot more louder kind of. But yeah, they bands. were having a they were having a good time out there, yeah. and I was I was happy. I'd never heard of them before. And I was happy to see them. Mm -hmm. They were pretty good. Okay, then we did go see Knock Loose back in the main hall there. Um, you know, we obviously sat in the stands for that in yeah, the grandparents wanna, section. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to trifle with those children. I'm too old. Knocked loose. You don't know. It's like uh, it's it's young people hardcore. Yes. You know, it's they, got like they're that, children. It's got a lot of that harsh noise hardcore going on. Uh, very chunky. Uh, and it's for the kids. It's for yeah. the children. Yeah, the new so. hardcore kids. <laughs> you know. 
I wanted to witness it because I, you yeah. know, I, I feel like that's the future. From, I want to see. I wanted to see what's happening. They are the next and generation. They are they only are. hope. Those kids when they grow up. <laughs> and it was uh, it was nice. I don't know. I thought they did a fine job. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, also on main stage, Goat Horror. Uh, I was very happy to get some heavy black thrash after that uh, afternoon we just had, and it was good. You know, Goat Horror. Goat Horror from Nolans, right? They're in that. They are in that ensemble verse. You know, and like the, you know, in in other years they would never have been put on the main stage. They were on the main, main stage, stage. This, this year, but they they did it justice. You know, and they had a, a full a full crowd. Oh too. yeah, they're probably like the, one of the biggest crowds I saw in. Um... Well, I think the biggest crowd was the next act, Obituary. Yeah, yeah, they that I saw on the main stage. They had a very great crowd. Of note, we did not go to a single main uh, headliner act. <laughs> This whole yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. Quickly, we did not see either Danzig down or um, Mastodon. 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 I'm just, uh, I don't know. Not really interested in those <laughs> bands at all. So the biggest, uh, I'm sure the biggest crowd was at Danzig, but the biggest crowd I saw was Obituary and the main stage. And Obituary is Obituary, which is you know just playing some very solid death metal. Obviously, big four of death metal band. What'd you call them? You know. Uh, oh well, they're kind of like I, I, I believe I, I should have researched this, and I'll and I'll get back to you on this. But I believe they they come out to an intro like a, a Leonard Skinner song. I believe so. They're kind of like the Leonard Skinner of of death metal, and the way the singer, um, what's his name, Tucker? Uh, uh, no, his name is uh, what's the singer's name? I forget. I don't know. I'll, I'll correct that, but um, he kind of carries his mic, does that kind of Ronnie Van Zandt kind of thing with his mic. I don't know. I think a lot of people. Just, I mean, he just kind of does that. Has that All right. look to him. Obituary was awesome. Um, at that, you left early to go see who? I went to. I went outside into to the to the um, to the beach, which I enjoy. Uh, Paul Cawthon, and this is one of the uh, one of the uh, sort of alternative acts of Psycho this time. You know, there's always uh, a whole sort of collection of non-metal acts, as Psycho is very eclectic, which is a good thing. And Paul Cawthon is sort of um, he's got this kind of Waylon Jennings thing going on. You know, Texas kind of country you know alt country obviously you know and, and they had this um hanging in front of their keyboard player they had a texas flag but with a weed but with a weed leaf on it so you know you know they're kind of like hey you know we're we're, we're rebellious you know texas guys but uh, yeah great music though i really like what they were doing um yeah this is really good alt country but very authentic um yeah check out their stuff you know look it up on youtube it's pretty good i discovered a new band and i was like wow these guys are cool so all right well after obituary, I went to Exhorter, who was playing in the small in the small club stage called the House of Blues, uh, and they were not playing. They were playing a special set uh, for their first album, Slaughter of the, at the Vatican, and it was really good. You know, I'm not that familiar with Exhorter. Like, I remember listening to their latest album; and it was a little too groovy for me as far as thrash goes. Uh, but uh, Slaughter at the Vatican fucking rips, and they did a really really good job. I liked their uh, their vocalist Kyle Thomas. He was very uh, he was very like old man dance uh, dance time ah, <laughs> to the thrash. Yes, he he was really selling the thrash with his like entire body, and he was like he had like into it. he had like special dance moves for all the riffs. And, like, so they got a special interpretive dance for every riff. It was an interpretive dance. Interpretive dance, <laughs> but um, it was very like like I'm. He was like you know really into his old manness. Like he was really feeling it, and I was it was cool. It's from the old school. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, I was outside and um, I saw Ty Siegel. Everyone, everyone raves about this guy. Like you gotta see Ty Siegel. I don't know. I was wasn't that impressed by him. I don't know. I, I, he was good. What kind of like, music was he? Um, I guess that sort of garagey kind of like you know experimentally kind of stuff. You know that kind of thing that's coming out of L.A. right now. Those cool kind of hipster kind of you know experimentally kind of psychic neo psychedelic bands. That that's what he's doing. You know. 
kind of like that high energy stuff. I, I wasn't really like, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't super like, I wasn't like knocked dead by him. You know, I wasn't that impressed with him. You know, shoot me, you know, shoot me. But all right, wasn't my kind of thing. Well, after Exhorter, I stayed at the House of Blues for Cephalic Carnage, who is a death metal band. Uh, I feel like you got to put some kind of a, are they slam? I don't know. They kind of slamish to me. They're very, they're strange. They're a strange death metal band. Uh, they're not, they've never really been my cup of tea. So I was kind of hoping like a lot of bands, like I see them live and suddenly they make a lot more sense to me and I enjoy them more. Uh, but that didn't really happen to me for Spell Carnage. I, it's not their fault. That's that's uh, my taste thing. They had a very high energy performance. They're jumping all over the place. They did not look like old men. Uh, I was also, uh, <laughs> this is a very late night set. And I was still on East Coast time. So my brain was literally a liquid and could not handle the very extreme there and strange death metal happening first, on the stage day there. yeah that's a, that's a good note no, we probably woke up at like six in the morning that yeah, morning we're still attempting know. to sleep in we're still in east coast productive time not west coast lazy time right, so i attempted to foul carnage but i wish i had gone to check out on the beach where you were gza yeah, gza came out there and now you know he you know he had good rhymes good messages i was doing some wu-tang stuff so a lot of people knew the words with him lots of people singing along with him so uh yeah, yeah it was good he was joyful oh, we did wu-tang stuff yeah yeah, as far as I know, because everyone like, knew the words. So I imagine mm. it was like Wu-Tang songs. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we did a great, great job. You know, had the band going, you know, you know, like, a, lot of, a lot of keyboards and stuff in the band. You know, it wasn't like a band band, but, you know, it was, it was good. Good, very good musicians. He, he had a good thing going there. And, you know, so he was, he was pretty cool. So, you know, it's a very different kind of thing for Psycho. And uh, I think he did really well. So it's cool to have, well, hopefully have more stuff like that next time. On to day two, Saturday. Uh, a little bit adjusted, kind of, to uh, West Coast time at this point. Uh, but we got up for 11 a.m. to go to the House of Blues to see Valmist. Uh, I'd taken a, a little notice of Valmist because they just released a new album, their debut album. So it's kind of like a kind of mellow death, but like good mellow death. Interesting. Um, and they had a really good set, really tight set. Uh, uh, we both, uh, <laughs> Maledictus, really enjoyed watching their bass player. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, they, they had like a very... Um... Like one of those kind of very bass player kind of bass players, you know, guy. He has like a six string bass. Any guy with a six string bass is really into bass, you know. And, and at one point, he like broke a string and he fixed it in real time. So I mean, no bass players never change their strings, so that's why his string broke. So meaning but, another way, he's a real bass player. He was he, also like the one jumping around the stage. Yeah, he had a lot of energy and he was playing like a proper. He was like, I'm a bass player. Look he at was me. the real front man of the band. Yeah, and uh, he broke a string and fixed it in real time during a song. He didn't give a fuck. He never wrote. He didn't have another bass. He fixed that shit in real time. Whereas I was like, damn, that's that takes under pressure man that's under pressure under fire you know maintenance pretty impressive anyway i was happy to see them that's kind of one of the reasons i like to go to the festivals check out some very new bands yeah. uh that's from across the country that would never i would never see on the east coast until maybe a couple years from now yes so that's that's why i'm here i'm happy uh next up was unto others mm -hmm. i was also extremely happy to see them on the bill because i can't remember what the conflict was but we did not see them in 2019 uh, I, there was a conflict. I can't remember what it was. And the reason, the main reason I didn't go was because I was going to see them open for King Diamond a couple months later. We missed. But we missed that because we were late. stuck in traffic because it was raining. Yeah. So we got there like, you know, So I missed late, them. So. I'd never seen them. They were called Idle Hands back then. Yes. So I had two opportunities to, I, I have not seen them. and But they were here today or they were here then. And it was great. I loved it. I'm I'm very familiar with their, their albums. Um, They're a bunch of nerds. 
they're very nice boys. Uh, bunch, of, bunch of nerds. And they did a very good job. And they even got a mosh pit going somehow. Yeah, yeah. They even, you know, did a misfit song. If you don't pretty... know, Idle Hands are unto others. They're kind of like a goth rock. Yeah, very gothy. Uh, yeah. They get a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, enough to get a little mosh pit going. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it's very nice and melodic and, uh, you know, uh, sentimental kind of music. Okay. Next, we were still at House of Blues. We saw uh, Profanatica. Uh, which is a black metal band, one of the few. This was originally supposed to be a very heavy black metal festival, uh, but a lot of them obviously Pro- from Europe, and they didn't make it. Profanatica's from, I think, Connecticut, so they were always fine. Everyone's crying, oh, there's no more black metal. And it's like, guys, Profanatica's. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always black. There's always all kinds of black metal from America still. But these guys had costumes. They had like, uh, like makeup mm-hmm. and uh, singing drummer. That's always I always like to see a singing drummer, a singing black metal drummer. Yeah, so he's like you know blasting and he's and he's screaming into the thing. You know, it's always fun. Yes, you know, to see a, see. A I don't have too many that. comments on them. It's your black metal. It's your black metal. Uh, singing drummer, very horny band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> their their um their their symbol is like um like a phallus a phallus uh, erect phallus on some sort of thing. <laughs> okay after that i think we left a little early to catch deaf heaven uh, on the main stage uh deaf heaven as i mentioned before some bands you know i don't like listening to them that much on my own but i do like seeing them live and deaf heaven's one of them especially if i'm sitting honestly just, a, just a relaxing it's kind a of a seat. break it's like a little bit of a breather you know it's this very dense layered kind of shoegaze meets black metal mm-hmm. and we'd seen them last time and uh, i didn't i'd never heard of them and, you know last time we saw them, i was like oh these, these guys aren't terrible you know, so I was like, oh, let me see him again. Yeah, but I, they had really good sound this mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, it was it was just, it was really well, well performed. It was yeah. very, it was the, an intense. The singer turned into Eminem. He looks like Eminem now for some reason. <laughs> he cut his hair. Looks like a hand. He's blonde. I don't think it wasn't blonde before. I don't know. All the light was blue. It's kind of hard to say yeah. what colors were. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, after that, we saw the Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. Now, that's a very different band for, for the lineup, for the... <laughs> and um and, and i was very eager to see the flaming lips as was i yeah i you know I, i've never been a huge fan but i like some of their songs you know i'm just a very casual fan of them and, and i like the i mean songs. i was a pretty big fan of them back like you know 15 years ago uh but i i mean their set was i would say you know it was pretty pedestrian but you know they played the hits mostly yeah i think it was just but they didn't play a lot of songs i don't know like i feel like watching it like i felt like i has very, it was very old uh <laughs> because it Wayne, wasn't hitting me like it would have hit Wayne me. Coyne was very old. He's he's you know he's an old man he's now old. for sure. Uh, you know they definitely had a lot of uh, very fun visually stimulating props going on. Yeah, he, he, had, the, he was in a bubble, which is kind of funny. You know, he was going in from, and out of a bubble a lot. It was his protection from the disease. Um, <laughs> every song he basically had to make a small speech as they changed out all this all the set and everything. Yeah, and so, I, you know I don't know they were kind of doing this tongue in cheek when they came on. They were like, "Oh, we're not ready." I, th- I don't know if that was part of the act. Or, I don't know. They really weren't ready. Like I don't know. It was they, like whatever. May, he, he but, made a funny joke about opening for Danzig, which was definitely, you know, he was like, yeah, hey, we're opening for Danzig, isn't that, you know? But it is kind of like, it was definitely this one of the smaller um, acts, or not not smaller acts, but smaller crowds we yeah. saw at the main stage. Being such a major band, I was like, there's not a lot of people in here. But, yeah, and they're probably the most commercially successful bands. Maybe Cannibal Corpse and Danzig are more co- commercially successful, yeah. but otherwise like flaming lips is one of the biggest names there and i was thinking like you know like there's so much i mean we didn't see basically any of it besides the flaming lips but there was a lot of like millennial bait there 
uh, millennial nostalgia acts like yeah. cursive or pin yeah. back pin back would have been pin one. And I think like, so for me, like Flaming Lips worked as a millennial nostalgia act for me, but I'm, I think a little bit atypical for like a millennial metalhead. Like I think most of them, you know, they got into metal via new metal, which is not, it's not how I got into metal That's at why all. why I love Fred Durst. So they were not listening to Flaming Lips when they were 18, like I was. So, you know, they weren't pulled in. And so uh, at the time, Primitive Man, who I also would have liked to see, but uh, like put up against Flaming Lips who were like, you know, <laughs> huge nostalgic favorite of mine i was like okay i have to see flaming lips yeah I, 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 like, uh, the, uh, primitive man's a bit much for me they're, a bit, they're like sludgy kind of doom they're it's ex exactly the opposite crushing of the flaming lips yeah and you got to play on the beach but i think it should be on the way they should the flaming lips should have been on the beach 100 percent that would have like, been, been that, that would have been so much fun but uh yeah yeah flaming was you know good show great show great you know, very experimental kind of music um two drummers which is kind of cool we got the two drummer thing going that, that's always kind of impressive to see um so. Okay, after that, we went to the beach for almost all of the evening where three brutal death metal back acts were scheduled. Brutal Beach, uh, Saturday Night Brutal Beach. Brutal Beach of Brutality. That's it. What's the better name? Okay. Yeah. Uh, first was Pig Destroyer, you know, classic uh, death metal grindcore noise kind of band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I never knew they had a machine. They have a machine. Very intense. They're all dressed in their... Uh, they beach clothes. Beach clothes. Yeah. They were into it. Yeah. How did you like Pig Destroyer? Yeah, I was, you know, I was like, these guys are kind of funny, you know. They're, kind of, they're, dope. they're very like, more of a lighthearted kind of death metal thing, you know. And they have their, you know, they have their noise machine. You know, I was like, oh, they have a noise machine. They have a guy specifically just plays the noise machine. And uh, I was like, well, you know, they got that thing going, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of like Full of Hell, but you know, not as mean as like the Full of Hell noise machine. Well, they're more of a noise band, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full of Hell just has that machine to torture you. They, they just use it to torture people. I mean, the Pig Destroyer is trying to torture. you. I didn't feel tortured by that machine. <laughs> they're trying to hurt you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I didn't feel as tortured. Right. Like Full of Hell, they tortured me with that. They were, you know, but then, you know, they got a good, uh, they got a good uh, slosh pit going, as they say, mm -hmm. a, a mosh pit. In yeah, the pool. oh sure. I was like, is the slosh pit going to happen this year? Oh, it happened many times. Oh yeah. So, but um, after Pig Destroyer was Dying Fetus. Which was another band that, you know, I was not super familiar with, you know, when I tried to listen to them, like, kind of came off. I don't like slam. I'm not going to call them slam, but they've got some slam elements. You know, they've got that vocal. They have breakdowns, but they're not as dumb as slam for sure. But whenever I hear slam elements, I'm always kind of like, eh. But this was another case where, like, a band, I see them live and it makes sense. And I liked Dying Fetus a lot. And I had a good time. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, by this, uh, like this is by this point, like the beach was like super crowded. Like everyone at the festival was out, which I was amazed at because at the time of Dying Fetus, Danzig was on stage. Yeah, and Dan yeah, so Danzig was like, I, like and he was, I guess he was probably getting a crowd too, but like he must have been. But the entire other half of the festival was literally outside. Yeah, there was a lot of people on the beach. So yeah, so I don't know if Danzig. I can picture Danzig just coming out and be like, "Everybody, get back in here! Fuck this death metal shit! Everybody, back inside!" You know, I can picture him Danzig just running out. You know, and I, and I was like, "If this keeps up, no one's gonna show up to Danzig, man." Cause like everyone's fucking out here. So I don't know if you guys like saw Danzig. Comment down below if uh, how was that crowd? You know, because I wasn't in there. All right. After dying fetus was Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. And you know, Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, it's Cannibal Corpse. It's you know, big four of death metal. And they're just doing the very solid fucking death metal and obviously would you know i wish we had stayed for that entire set but 
you know, that big cult of fire, like it was a big deal that they got to come. <laughs> if yeah. they weren't there, it was going to be some shitty comedian uh, in their like, slot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah another guy but they made the it. Night. So like, I felt like I wanted to go, uh, you know, leave to get an okay spot for cult of fire. And I was like, Cannibal Corpse probably come through town at some point. Yeah, they always do. And cult of fire, I'll probably never even have the chance to see them again. Yeah. Uh, but I was really enjoying Cannibal Corpse before we left. Yeah, they were fun. Uh, they were fun death metal band. Just, what yeah. they do. You all know about Cannibal Corpse, okay? But yes, we did go. We left for the House of Blues to go see Cult of Fire. Uh, if you don't know, they're kind of an atmospheric which, which, black yeah, metal band. Which got mad crowded like quickly. Yeah. Like, and this uh, is the last, like the last show of the night. You know, and they definitely, I give them definitely an A plus for effort. You know, they brought all their props. They brought their snake chairs snake from chairs. Prague. Uh. Now, now, you know, you, this is now, this is true Prague rock, by the way. You know, you think of Genesis or King Crimson. No, this is Prague rock, okay? They're, they're from Prague. There's no more Prague than this, okay? Um, and as far as, like, the show goes, like, you know, it's like the guitarists and bassists, they're just sitting on these chairs. We'll show, up, we'll show a picture or a little video. No one moves much. And the singer, he's got a very intricate costume on. He's just kind of standing there in front of a little pulpit, a little shrine. They're doing a ceremony. Doing a ceremony. And no one moves the entire set. They just keep their little... And they're just playing the black metal. It's just the black metal. Two guitar players are sitting comfortably. And it's that very droney, very lot of tremolo picking, atmospheric death uh, black metal. Um, and I, I think it's good, uh, you know, but it's not really my genre of choice. Uh, so it, it kind of sounded like a big set of yeah, one song. song same song. To I, me. And, and a lot of people are just into it because I think they just like the visuals. They're like, whoa, this is amazing. But I the mean, music is just, the visuals uh, are really cool. Like, I loved how those guys on the chairs looked. <laughs> just sit there comfortably. They should have more comfortable chairs, like a lot more puffiness. Like, that would be cool. No, those yeah. chairs were awesome. They had snakes on yeah, them. Yeah, if they had like puffiness, like, you know, very more comfortable chairs or like but, nice and fluffy like nice. loungy. I, I do think like the visuals were overshadowing the music yeah definitely but they don't move though so eventually I don't know I just eventually get tired of the visual because they don't move they're just there they're not, yeah they're not doing anything I'm just gonna sit there and, and just go Aah. okay so then then there was day three Sunday day three the final day day three we started on the main stage to see Integrity yeah that was a good band it's kind of a hardcore them. thrashy hardcore band yeah which, a little thrashy they got they which got is the, that's my style of hardcore. Yeah, it's more fun. They got the crowd going. It's a little, it, was, it was a little less young people hardcore. It's a little more like old school sounding. This was the only time I went up front for the entire festival. I love being up front, and this was the only time I did it. Yeah, we, I'd say we um, avoided that because, you know, obvious reasons. Obvious for reasons. Uh, Didn't stop other people. So I had a good time. So I couldn't even see how big a crowd they got. Yeah, it was pretty big. It was pretty big? Yeah, it was, it was pretty. But they did a good job. It was a lot of fun. Because I wasn't up front for there. I was, I was still I was coming back. <laughs> But the real nerd reason I was up front already for integrity was because I wanted to be up front for midnight. The and all, next and all act. the other nerds are up front for midnight. And midnight has a lot of nerds for for such a good. good well, I guess you say that, but it's like nerds. I don't know. I don't know who I could point out was a nerd. There were nerds all over me. There were nerds everywhere. There was a nerd. There was definitely a nerd behind me. You saw that me, guy. That was a, that was a nerd. As soon as I about. moved off the stage when midnight was done, he took my spot immediately. I think he was such a nerd. He was there for high on fire. Oh fuck yeah. Well, you might have been there. Fine High Fire obviously has nerds too, but you know you probably wanted to see High on Fire as well. But yeah, but I'm night, saying like he nerds. was he was camping for a good spot sure. for High on Fire. Is so I think what he I'm was saying because if he was a real nerd, he would have gotten a spot where I was. Yeah, in the front. Anyway, Midnight was awesome. Obviously, we'll play a little video. Yeah, they here did great, showing them being ridiculous. Yeah, 
you know, Damn. we both, you know, Midnight very well. They were actually the last band we saw before the shutdown. Uh, Athenar had um, illegitimately handed someone a bottle of Jack Daniel. He definitely wasn't supposed to do that, probably. Because <laughs> that's like a weapon, you know, like, you know. Like you yeah, then you're not allowed to have a, like a, a container like that. Yeah, it was a you have thick, to have an open container. The so. thick glass guy, you could have, you know, could have someone killed somebody with that. I'm sorry, you know, maybe the guard probably took it or something. I don't know. But you're probably not supposed to do that. But you know, uh, Athenor, you know, he's a guy that said his, you would set his base on fire, and he'd get in trouble for that a lot at places. Didn't set anything on fire. No, he should have though. Or he destroy anything. He should have totally set the base on fire because he just uh, he just gave us some free alcohol. That would have been the safest time place to do it on that big stage. Like he should have totally set the base on fire. Well, maybe he. I think he did it uh, the last time they played Psycho, but they were outside. Yeah, yeah. So there, that's so even, was, that's even safer. But yeah. Okay. That, but. Midnight was awesome. Okay. Sure. After that was High on Fire. We did move to sit down for High on Fire. Yeah, I've seen them a hundred times. Uh, uh, I thought High on Fire uh, sounded very good for High on Fire live. Uh, yeah, for you know, well, you mean Matt Pike's guitar sounded good. You can't hear anyone else. <laughs> oh, Matt you can Pike definitely hear. Guys. I can hear the bass. His guitar is just. <laughs> The Here's thing is, it's like, you know? High on Fire has a sound that is very difficult to do live, and I've literally never heard it done where I'm not like, wow, this sounds like mud, you yes. know? And, and this was the best I'd ever heard them live. Mm-hmm. Definitely the best sound I've ever heard them have. And yet still, there were sections where it sounded like mud, and I, the only reason I was able to follow along was just because I do know their records pretty songs, well. Yeah. It's like, I actually know this is a very intricate, you know, interesting riff that goes a million beats per minute. Uh but it sounds like mud right now because yeah. you can only play so heavy or you can play so fast. Yeah, Matt Pike is trying to like play too heavy, too fast with too many notes, and it's just too much. Like it just, I mean, it's, it sounds it's great on record, but it's just I've yeah, never, I've never he heard it, it done justice in the live setting. Sure, when he records it, it, sounds great. But when you have like he has like twenty different effects pedals, he's like he's like the effects pedal guy. When people think of effects, when they think of Matt Pike, and he's got like. 50 cabinets and like 50 amps back there it's like all right dude you're just you don't need all that like i know it looks um, cool anytime he did like more of a mid-tempo riff which is not that frequently yeah he's it's more it sounded great it's not like uh, sleep but, uh, you know it's nothing like sleep it's not gonna be anything like sleep where you could kind of hear him play it's just it's just a machine gun of notes you know playing like really tuned down and really heavy it's just you know it's all right you know i don't know it doesn't work but i mean i'm still happy to see them yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I think it's because like I know their music, so it's like even when they start to sound like mud, I can I, my brain can kind of like compensate for them. Right, you know kind of like when on. you go blind in part of your eye, your brain compensates. Like yeah. I can I can compensate for them, but if I had didn't know their music, yeah, like I would I probably like wouldn't one, be very impressed. It just sounds like one song then if you don't know their songs. Yeah. You know. Okay, after High and Fire was Exodus. Exodus came on, which you know a lot of people wanted to see. I really wanted to see. I never got to see Exodus before. I was I I always got to the show late and missed them. Like I saw them over for Slayer once, and I missed them because I got there late. Uh, but yeah, Slayer, you know, they were great. Um, you know, it's, uh, Steve Susan's up there. You know, Gary Holt's up there. You know, they were pretty much the whole band except for the drummer. They had John Tempesta of White Zombie and the Cult, um, who actually was originally, originally played for them back in the day. I didn't realize that, but um, yeah, great show. I just feel like um, John Tempesta was struggling a little bit. I don't know. Like I feel like he was like not like on. You know, you totally disagree with me, but I feel like. He was not like on at a hundred percent. I don't know. It's just me, but otherwise, great. You know, show yeah. ultimate like street thrashing. <laughs> I really enjoyed Exodus. what I what I saw, but I left early yeah. uh, to go because Exodus was put up against Immolation at the House of Blues, and Exodus is going to play here in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, they're coming around. Again. And we're specifically not seeing as Immolation the de- Immolation Day at Decibel Metal and Beer Fest. So I was like, I got to go see Immolation, even though I I definitely more of like a thrash 
uh, Exodus fan than I am an Immolation fan. But I'm glad I'm, as opposed to Cult of Fire, where I wish we stayed at Cannibal Corpse, I'm glad I went to see Immolation. It was very, uh, they're a very challenging riff band. It was, it was a very, it was like a mentally challenging set. It was very interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed watching their guitar player, Paul Vigna, uh, play his riffs. He's, uh, we'll put a little video here, uh, do a little uh, celebration of Paul Vigna. <laughs> it was a very good set. Uh, yeah, I stayed in Exodus. And they played a new song. They have a new album coming out. So oh. here we go. There you go. Okay. After that, yeah, uh, both met up at uh, House of Blues. Change of pace was TSOL, old man punk band, one of the original Orange County punk bands, yeah, right? Yeah, old man punk. Band. I don't Fe know too much about them. Featured in the movie Suburbia, if you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, if you saw that movie, early eighties. It was kind of. I didn't really take too much away from the music. It was just kind of like your standard, like old school. He's old man punk. Old, old man punk, not yep. the hardcore we've been you know, listening to all week. It's just man. your old punk. This just is your old punk. Like, you know, Henry Henry Rollins age punk. You know, this is old old and men playing punk rock. The front man was like a, he was like a stereotype of your aging. He was your typical, he was like Johnny Rotten. Punk, you know, like the same, same just angry aging punk guys. Like, what's with everyone? Why is everyone offended by anything? Everything. Yeah. He had an Andy Dick anecdote. Yeah, he was friends with Andy Dick. I was like, oh, this guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually friends with Andy Dick. I was like, oh, you're not a, you're not a very, you're not a very respectable person then, obviously. All um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, I don't know. I, I never knew much about their music, but, um, you know, whatever. It's old man. Well, my only memory is the front man is stories. Yeah. He, you know, he have these like stories and he was just angry how, you know, everyone's offended by everything he does. You know, the usual old man punk routine. Okay. No. After that, we saw Black Joe Lewis, Black Joe Lewis. and the Honey Bears. And his Honey Bears. And the Honey Bears. <laughs> Meet Joe Black Lewis. Black Joe Lewis. Uh, it was great. Yeah, he was, he was great. He was in the lounge. It's kind of a very nice uh, mix of rock with blues and R&B. It yeah. was definitely, it was very rock, I would say more so. They had two saxophones. Two saxophones. They had, they had two different yeah, kinds of saxophones. They had a barry and a tenor. And, uh, yeah. Well, know. the tenor would, he would sometimes play like a percussion instrument. They, yeah. It yeah, wasn't constant two sax. Yeah. The, yeah. The Barry was mostly taking his sack, but the, the tenor would, would pick up something else occasionally. But yeah, they were definitely a very tight set. Yeah, and it great, was great band. It was, it was dancing music. Yeah. It was, it was grooving dancing music. So, and yeah. So, it was a very different feel from the rest of Joe the Joe Black is a, he's a young blues daddy. He's an upcoming blues daddy. Okay. He's, he's the next blues daddy. The guy's good. Right. It's Black Joe Lewis. Black Joe Lewis. Joe they, they, were, they were loud. Too. Joe Black. Call them Joe Black. They, they, they were. Um. They were loud too for the lounge. You were like loud. Everything my, was my, loud. My ears were ringing afterwards, like for a while. But good band though. All right. Uh, after that, uh, I went to the House of Blues to see Repulsion. Uh, and Repulsion was off. Was awesome. You know, we we're now at the end of a very intense weekend, and it was a very intense end to a very intense weekend of some, you know, very early grindcore thrash music. Uh, and yeah, they were just really cool. It was really cool to see them. Uh, they told a story about how they met Chuck Schull Dinner uh, where he, while he was working for the first time while he was working at Del Taco. They, he said they went to his house and his mom was like, he's at work at Del Taco. So they went to Del Taco. Oh, Chuck's there. <laughs> he said Del Taco. He's like, hey guys. And also, I'm not done yet. Apparently, Scott Carlson's bass was stolen that day oh, out of the hotel, and he was playing this very shiny new bass. Right out of the hotel, man. That fucking sucks. You'll get their shit stolen all the time. So, that sucks. Very nice end to the uh, weekend for me, but where was Maledictus at this time? I, was, I went outside. I like going outside. I like the beach. I always like the beach. 
Uh, and the OCs were playing. You know, and I've heard of the OCs. You know, they're one of those bands. Everyone's like, you got to see the OCs. They're amazing. Like, you, you hear Henry Rollins. you got to see the OCs. They're amazing. So, you know, so I checked them out. And damn, they were good. They were fucking good. Uh, like, super high energy, like, garagey kind of band. Um, another band with two drummers, by the way. And, you know, and, and the two drummer thing is kind of pissing me off. You know, I'm always ranting about drummers. It's like, oh, you know, I can't get one drummer. These guys are like, oh, we have two drummers. We are rich. <laughs> you are poor. We're going to get three drummers. You know, and, like, I can't have one. You know, it's just you know, distribution of drummer. You know, it, it, well, you would never get that drummer anyway. I know. Yeah, I know. Like, obviously, people are You're not mind. competing competition. Yes, that's for that true. Drummer. But, you know, it's, it's inequality in drummer distribution, okay? That needs that needs to be um, equality or equity in drummer distribution for all musicians, okay? All fair. right. Well, that was the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was all of them. Did you have a favorite set? Um, For all, all of them? Yeah, obviously Midnight, you know. It's like, Midnight was the only band I was like, you know, kind of expecting to see, you know, like from the original list. Uh, but yeah, obviously I enjoyed a lot of the non-metal bands, surprisingly, you know, because I, you know, and I was like, wow, these guys are, a lot of them are really good. Um, yeah. I agree, Midnight was my favorite set. Yeah. Well, otherwise Exodus, <laughs> I love, love seeing Exodus as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, Midnight was, it was always fun, you know, it was always, it was always just super high energy kind of band. But yeah, so that was all the bands. So now, um, let's talk about what we didn't like. Let's briefly talk about what we, what we didn't like about you know everything how it was run how how some of the you know how well how as we mentioned were. there was no vaccine mandates yeah they should have done that okay I, and obviously if they had done that a lot of people would a, a decent amount of people would probably have to cancel their reservation there because you don't have your vaccine card you can't get in you know obviously all the hogs would, would get mad but what can i tell you, you know we have to make this thing safe there's like ten thousand people here shoved into like a small space and um, you have to make it safe. So sorry, you know. I hate to, you know. I, you know, I'm afraid of, you know. But I, I don't just, I don't want to tell you, man. You know, that that's, I, you know. And I'd heard some, like, you know, people theorizing, like, oh, they're not doing it because, you know, it's in a, you know, the whole thing is integrated into a casino. So like, there's no uh, vaccine mandate for the casino. So it's like, why bother? Sure. So they don't have to. But being there, I would say that's bullshit because you could stay very easily stay away from any of the casino patrons if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah, they were not a problem at um, all. Trust me, the casino. They were not up in your business. Never, never. Not, once. not, not. Unlike in the House of Blues, where everybody was up in everybody's business. Yeah. Like. Like I don't mind if the people all the way down there at the craps table are not vaccinated. Yeah, they were they were staying away from us because they were like, oh my god, what's with these people with with battle vests? So you know but they were staying away. From I, I would anyway. have liked to know if everybody in the House of Blues was vaccinated. Uh, uh, yeah, um, because uh, that House of Blues, which as I mentioned, is a, basically a small club venue. Uh, that was like the house. That was like the house of COVID. They need. They needed to have like at least like occupancy rules. You know, it's like first come first serve. We're only letting this many people in here. If you can't get in, go see another show. That's it. Like it was. And we're not saying like super. Packed. Like we wanted it to be under capacity. That thing was over capacity. Yeah, like it was more regularly. than last year. More than there was more people in there than last year than I've ever seen. Um, and there was a lot of people not wearing masks. Like, there was a lot like, of people. It was very strange because, like, masks. like when you go to the event center, like they have those people cooking when you walk through the door, so you know they're keeping track of capacity. Yeah. So I don't know if they're also doing it at the House of Blues and they just don't care because they definitely go over capacity. Oh, for sure. Or if they're not keeping track there, like because they don't have to, but they do at the big stage, which was literally never overcrowded. But um, it was like, it was. It was extremely packed in House of Blues, which is also a bar, and easily 
50% of people were not wearing a mask in there. I mean, that was honestly like my trepidation. Like the reason I was like, all right, I would prefer if this thing had a vax mandate, but they have a mask mandate, you know? And so like if everyone's masked, you know, I'm I'm vaccinated. Everyone's masked. Like risk is pretty low. It would have helped. People were not. That mask mandate was not enforced at all. The the mosh pits were going as strong as ever as if there was no (laughs) pandemic at all venues, by the way. Um, yeah, and, and if no one in the mosh pit was wearing a mask, I mean, how could you wear a mask? In the I mask? saw a work. couple mosh pits. It's, it's going to come mosh off. Pit. Like, it's going to come off. But it does kind of seem like why bother in the mosh pit. But um, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't just the mosh pit though. It was like literally everybody. Like if they were just holding a beer. Yeah, yeah. The mask wasn't on. Ever. You know, it was most people. Like if they'd had a drink at any point on. in the in the evening, they do not wear a mask. And like the security did not give a fuck at all. Like. Yeah. I would see security, you know, flashlight no. people for smoking weed in the house. Oh, yeah, they'd be right on that. But, like, people just obviously, and they're not drinking anything, but they're in masks, they don't have a mask on. It's like, yeah, they, they're not policing that at all. Yeah, there was no, it was, there was like, the mask minute was, was a joke. There was, there was no, it was literally a joke wearing masks. Um, but anyway, like, you know, the, like, I, I was like in an N95 mask the whole time, just like, <laughs> you know and and that's like that was me because i i'm I'm like this is a fucking like hog fest and and this is gonna be bad i i'm curious to see all the cases that because there's gonna be a lot of them we're we're still waiting for our results yeah i mean i feel Uh, fine you know like you could still get it obviously even n95 mask um yeah i mean i feel fine we both feel fine you know this is a week this is a week into it so you know Maybe we'll we, see. Yeah, maybe we have it, but no symptoms. Who knows? But you know, it's entirely but, possible. But um, yeah, I so obviously I think they should have enforced actually the mask mandate. They had vax vax mandate would have been good. Enforce the mask mandate you had would have been nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, don't be like the way scheduling was done was just dumb. Yeah, they could have made it safer. Okay, that they, they reduced the amount of bands that were able to play on the beach this time. Last year, there were there were more bands yeah. that were able to play on the beach. They opened the beach this earlier. time. There was the beach opened at seven p.m. So they got four bands on the beach a day. Only four sets on the beach. I was easily maybe six to seven sets on the beach. You, you could have done eight time. bands on the beach every day. You could have done it. My guess is that you know they couldn't pay the hotel the amount of money to close the beach. But to the public safe. like obviously the cycle organization people the cycle organization does not give a shit about you they want to make money they're terrible people okay they're a bunch but of hogs. obviously the safe option would have been to have as much yeah. happen on the beach, as, on the beach possible. as possible just put as and many also to put the biggest the bigger draws on the beach and not the house of blues like when i was out when i was in exhorter that was the most packed i saw exhorter and cult of fire was both the most packed i saw that place was packed uh, house of blues like way over capacity very difficult to get move in or out of there like very claustrophobic a place i wouldn't be comfortable with because i don't like that many people around me anyway like uh, yeah. uh, in normal times i would be like oh this is really crowded yeah now there's a bunch, like, bunch of hogs from all over yeah, the country like you get that feeling like if i need to leave here i can't yeah yeah but like <laughs> yeah now there's these people but like anymore. on both those instances like you know the main stage because they ran out of acts the main stage closed early every night that the main stage easily had one extra set every yeah. day last time um, so at the end of the night, the only things running or, you know, the main stage isn't running. And so like Virk's Hoarder, they put Ty Siegel on the beach and it's like, I'm sorry. I think the attendance at this fest made it clear. People are here for metal. Yeah. For the most part. Um, and so everyone who was there for metal was at X Hoarder, which was almost everybody. And it was like X Hoarder should have been on the beach. I'm sorry. Like, yes. <laughs> 
yes, for the crowd acts, they should have used the beach more. So yeah, so the organizers and uh, of of Psycho are, are a bunch of terrible people. Okay, so if you think this thing was good, it was not good because they're they're a bunch of greedy fucking hogs. Okay, and it was terrible. Okay, that's all I gotta say. It was run terribly. All right, I know all the people are like, no, it was great. No, it wasn't. Now you have COVID, fuckface. I mean, so. They could have yeah. just put Exhorter on the main stage yeah. for all. They, like, they could have just done so many things better, and they didn't. They, they could have put Cult of Fire on the main they stage. Give zero I'm sure fucks. they would have had great attendance there. They give zero fucks about your health. They just want their money, okay? And, and that's what it's all about. Also, the um, one thing about the security, like, you know, the security, uh, what I heard from everyone, is way better than it was when it was at, when it was at um, Hard Rock Cafe. I suppose the 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 security at Hard Rock Cafe where they did Stoppo, you know, um, but, and for the most part, they were good here, but there was a few cases and I saw on some of the social media as well because I thought maybe it was just me when I, the first show when we went to see um, Twin Temple, which is at the main event center, um, they made me take off a simple studded belt, like, you know, a studded belt, like something everyone wears. Meanwhile, a girl goes in next to me with like a 50 caliber bullet belt, which I'm sure, you know, like you could kill somebody, you could beat somebody with that as well. Um, even though the bullets are probably plastic, either way. Um, so yeah, I, I had to remove my belt and go back up to my hotel room and put the belt back. And it was quite, you know, and it was inconsistent because some people were able to get in with full spikes. It sounds like there was were, just one guy. Yeah, there was one guy who thought he was a stage yeah. who would catch a few people. Otherwise, I found security actually laxer this time than yeah, last time. I think for the most part it was. It just there was this one guy who thought I he, got, you know, I got patted down way less. I, they went through less of my pockets and my fanny pack. I didn't have to take my pack off a lot of the time. When and, and it was a much it was much more rigorous last time. There, there was so. one guy who 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 did not be, get to become a cop, and he was so he was <laughs> taking it out on all of us. And uh, yeah, so well, you look dangerous. I, I yeah, sure, I look totally dangerous. Um, yeah, so you know, and it's like, what am I gonna like take my belt off, like beat somebody with this belt as my pants come down? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat you up. It's like, hey, look at that guy with his pants down, you know, beating that guy up. It looked really silly. So yeah, so that was just one. You know, I was like, what the fuck? You know, kind of just. Did you enjoy any food? Uh, the food. Uh, there's good food place at, out in the tunnel there between Luxor and, and Mandalay Bay. It was good pretzels. pretzels. Pretzels were good. Pretzel the pretzels were good. I like those pretzels. Otherwise, the food, you know, it was just like, um, uh, what was that burger place we went to? What was that called? Johnny Rockets. Is that Johnny Rockets? I mean, Johnny, you can get Johnny Rockets anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I got to eat hamburgers, you know, which I usually don't get to eat, you know, very greasy hamburgers. You know, I got to live on junk food, you know, which, yeah. you know, we don't usually get to do here. We usually kind of healthy here. So, you know. so As Maledicta like, yeah. said to me, some people come to Psycho to get super trash, get super high, trip on mushrooms, have a lot of sex. I got to eat two hamburgers and a milkshake. We got to share a milkshake, so that was a vacation. That's that's living decadently for me at this age in married life. You get to have two. Your wife lets you have two hamburgers. If I did that, I ate two hamburgers in one day. I I, I guarantee you, Samantha would not be happy with me, understandably, because you know you can't just eat two hamburgers every day. But when you're on a vacation, I'm making two hamburgers and a milkshake. Okay, so and some pretzels. You know, oh, I love those pretzels. They were good pretzels. I wish we could have that. I don't know. I think we have anything like that here. So we have Auntie Anne's. Oh yeah, we should try. You'd it. have to go to the mall. We have to go to the mall. Yeah, you have to go to the mall. I don't want to go there. So anyway, uh, that was it. So what do you think of live music moving forward? Now that, now that we've been it. Uh, well, that was very dangerous. That was very risky. Well, I mean, what if we don't have COVID? Uh, you then it worked. Well, yeah, then everything worked. But that's just you know. Maybe you just, we should have waited for our test you, results you, to come you in. You beat um, you beat the Russian roulette this time. You know, like, listen, if there's still cases spreading a lot in the winter time, then I, I am well, not obviously interested in going to shows. We got another show coming up next month. Uh, yeah, hopefully there's no cases. With the Vax mandate okay, attached that, to it. Okay, well, that's in the city, right? 
Is that in the city? Where is that? Festival Mineral. It's in All Philly. Right. So that has Vax mandate. So I feel better about that then. Because but a lot of venues around here have a Vax no, mandate. No, in New York City, um, they have to. Um, I don't know about New Jersey, but New York City, they have to. Um, so yeah, if, if that's the I'll feel a lot better about it if there's a Vax mandate. Psycho should have absolutely had a Vax mandate. I don't care how many people had to cancel. Fuck you if you don't get your Vax, you damn hog. Um, so yeah. That that's it, and uh, otherwise, so hopefully, twenty twenty two, we have we saw a list for twenty twenty two. Merciful Fate's on there right now, so that's yeah. good. We didn't buy it. I feel like I was kind of like, it's like you know, you should jump on it because it was an early bird price. But I felt like I was just kind of vaguely pissed off at Psycho. Yeah, I was sure. like, I don't feel like giving them money. Right sure. Now. I was like, you know, like I I hated going to the House of Blues. Yeah, I hated. They it. were not looking out for our safety in any way. They were chicka, it's chicka, like chicka, they chicka. had all these bands that I was like, I paid a lot of money to come here and I really wanted to see this band. I don't want to be in the House of Blues. Yeah. And it's like, I, looking back, like, you know, if we had paid for the high roller, which probably would have been like it's a, a lot more money, it's a lot more money. But if you're if you pay high roller, you get to be in the, in the sitting up in there. In the house of crowded Blues balcony area. For most of the venues, it's not better. For House of it Blues, it wouldn't have helped better. anywhere else except House of Blues. But the event I center, it means nothing. Really hated going into the House of Blues. Yeah. It's just very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just the conditions. If it was any other time, I'd be like, all right, fine. You know, that's that's a that's a club. And that suck. It sucks. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, that wasn't um, good. So. So yeah, I feel like I was just kind of pissed off at Psycho. So I was like, I didn't feel like giving them money, <laughs> even yeah. though I definitely want to see Merciful Fate and Sierra Thunder. Why we originally, yeah, Sierra Thunder's playing a lot of good, uh, you know, all the all the missing bands from last year are coming. Um, yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah. So that's it. Hopefully next year, you know, hopefully there's no plague next year and everything's fine. And you know, you could take your, you know, have no mask and have a slosh pit. We're gonna have the gamma variants. Yeah, you have the gamma, the the the, the zeta, the the epsilon, the, uh, the omega, the omega, and we're all dead. The world when the wiped Omega out. Comes we die. That's it. It's the last one, and we all die. That's it. So yeah. So hopefully it's good. So yeah. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this this review of our Psycho weekend last weekend, and uh, yeah. So see you next year with that. <laughs> all right. More reviews coming up. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>